Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets. Welcome back to The Real Study, Black Girl Marvel. But I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mr. Marvelite. Not knowing anything about the film. All the movie things. You know, and like I was locked in right away. The pre-review with Super Gummy Guru. Pre-review. And me, the real study movie voice guy. Let's go to the poster wall. Good evening and welcome to The Real Study. I am Mr. Snidbits and with me as always to my left is Black Girl Marvel and also to my left is Mr. Marvelite. Know all the movie things. He's not feeling well tonight, so we're going to wish him the best and hope that he gets better and can rejoin us soon. We are doing an all Indiana Jones night tonight, 100%. We are not going to be doing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I hope for obvious reasons. Uh, let's move on over to the drive-in. How are you guys doing this week? Doing pretty good. Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good. Yeah. Yep. Love, uh, love actually, I'm tired because I binge watched all three films back to back to back. Oh, that's 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 rough for anybody, even a fan. Um, because my sister, my little sister, graduated from University of Michigan, and she had like two graduations. So it was like a was congrats. Crazy. So Friday and Saturday, I was like, I'm gonna watch one one for each day, and it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Muncie, how you doing? Muncie's in the Yo, chat. Muncie. Hi, Muncie, or Boy Wonder, as I like to call him. <laughs> and it's Hannah in the chat. We've got we got everybody showing up. So, uh, looks like uh, Darth Man followed us as well, Mr. Marvelite. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So, uh, let's let's get right into it. Uh, these are three classics. Uh, Mr. Marvelite and I will probably say that we've seen these movies dozens of times. Uh, Grew up on them. Yeah, like that's this, this is our childhood. But the interesting thing is that uh, Black Girl Marvel had never seen these films. And we're going through a lot of these types of films with her to, uh, I, I, you know, just get, get your take. And it's nice to see a fresh take on them, what they're like after this long, uh, compared to like the absolute nostalgia you're going to get from me, um, at least. Um, that said, uh, I think we should go right into Raiders of the Lost Ark. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should go right into Lala's take because, um, yeah, let's. I think that's what we should do. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, 1980 uh, film. Is it 80? 81. 81. Uh, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, and so on. Uh, John Reese Davies, as well as uh, yes, some John interesting, right? As well as some interesting credits uh, as far as like Lawrence Kasdan uh, doing the screenplay. Uh, as well as John Williams doing the score. So you've got some some pretty big names uh, involved in this film. So what was, your, what was your initial take on Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, it was... Uh, uh, I uh, did not care for <laughs> Indian Jones at all. I mean, okay, I'll say this. I'll say what I said on my reaction video. I said that I see, the, I see why this film is, like, is like the mecca of what it is. I, I, I see why I do. Um, but I also see that I also feel like it's not it's not really because of like how great the storytelling is or how great the action is. I think it's because it's kind of like not kind of like first of its tiny type of thing, like that type of adventure trope type of thing. And I feel like a lot of people watch this 
with their like dad or with their mom or with their family and so like it has like heavy nostalgia for them but seeing as i'm like of the world i guess i'll say and like i've seen so many so many things and then to go back and watch this i was like ah i see it but it's just like i feel like it's it went the way of um Oh, I'm sorry, Musty. Yes, I'm about to bash your childhood. I'm so sorry. I just saw that. Um, <laughs> it went the way of like, um, ter- like not terrible. I keep saying terrible, but I really don't mean that. I just don't have more words. Um, it just went the way of like bad 80s writing or just like, you know, like, or like, or like lazy writing or like lazy 80s writing. They're like, we can get away with like the barest minimum. Nobody's going to think anything of it and it's fine and i was just kind of like because honestly karen okay marion did nothing for me her character did nothing for me hmm? but again it's the 80s it's 80s writing men are writing for women i'm pretty sure it was nice seeing kathleen kennedy's name but i was just like i'm pretty sure she did nothing for women in this entire film and i do like that they tried to step away from the like damsel and distress trope with marion but then it's like you you it's like you try to give her the guise of a man, but still make her a woman, and it just didn't. It the didn't drinking, blend well. The fighting, you know the, what I mean. Yeah. It was just like the the attitude. It's like, honey, you're still a woman in this in this in Nepal. I think she was in or something like that. With these strange men coming in, talking trash, and you just did you think that you was like? What did you think was going to happen? Like you're by yourself. You have no bodyguards. You have nobody to like back you up and you're just like talking smack to these like strange it's just like what so i get what they were trying to do with her and i appreciate it especially with it being like an 80s film i was like okay they are they tried something different it just landed very flat to me Mm -hmm. there were nice moments of like action even though the choreography seems so sloppy but seems so sloppy um and i just didn't care about the relationship between indy and and Marion because they didn't establish anything to me. Like they 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 let us know that like they had it they they had like a, a past like he worked with her father, but it just wasn't enough for me to care about them getting back into a relationship or even them kissing. I was like, who cares? I was like, it's Nazis and the Ark of the Covenant. Like what? <laughs> like it's it's you gotta have a love it. interest. You gotta have a love interest. So they had to put her in there somehow. I mean, um, it's the 80s, so like right. that, I mean, my brain playing, wrapped around that. Right. My brain wrapped around that, yeah. They're playing off 50s serial tropes as well. So like the concept of eh. the 50s serials is a big part of Indiana Jones. Like the entire series is loaded mm-hmm. with those larger-than-life, over-the-top <laughs> tropes. Um, yeah. This was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's attempt at their own James Bond. And <laughs> I'll have to say, I don't like James Bond at all i'm bored by it and that's not to but knock you, it well made movies but they're not but my thing but i indiana love jones. indiana jones because because it? yeah. it's a historical yeah. nature of it the looking back yeah. at human past and there's like he understands human nature he's also extremely smart um he knows multiple languages i swear no, when they call him is, doctor like they've got the, he's he's got he's, multiple phds he's, listen he's very knowledgeable for me it's not the character of indiana jones it's it's the story, I guess. It's like the way, it's like it's like the circumstances in which they put him in mm-hmm. are just like, I'm just kind of like, I don't care. Like, it's just, it's not enough for me to like hang on to, I guess. And 
I was just like, all right, I guess. Like, like he's very smart. I love when he was like detectiving and figuring things out. And he's like, I if because okay, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, so I had all these like these movies coming to my brain. I was like, so is Laura Croft the female version of Indiana Jones? I was like, wait a second. Then I was like, wait a minute. Is 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 O'Connor from The Mummy supposed to be our generation's? Indiana Jones? I was like, what is it? Like, my brain, I was like, is Firefly, is Nate the Fillion supposed to be? Yes. Like, Indiana Jones? Like, so yes. my brain was just kind like, of across the board, like, yeah. I was just picking, like, stuff, like, out, because I was just like, He's this, been that influential. I can, tell, like, absolutely. I can tell that he's been the influence for this, but I prefer those things. Sure. And not Indiana Jones. All right. Mr. Marvelite, when was, when was the last time you watched these besides this time? When was the very last time? Um, so I got the uh, Indiana Jones Blu-ray set, not I mean, not too long after it came out. And so I binged all of them. I even watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull probably more than I would like to admit. <laughs> um, and so it was definitely one of those things where I probably would say I haven't for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, the last time. Hold on a second. I get to transfer the baby. <laughs> the little green baby. Little Wanda. Go to mommy. Come on. She's like, nah, they don't want to do it. She's going to fly right to your shoulder. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, she's gone. Um, yeah, so um, so, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, not, it's not been that recent. It's probably been at least, I want to say at least right before my kid was born. He's seven. Okay, that's a while. So it's been a while. Um, but for me, I could, I, I have this issue where I remember things very vividly, especially, especially for the fact of how many times I'd watched, mm-hmm. um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which interesting though, is Raiders of the Lost Ark was not my first introduction into Indiana Jones. It was actually Temple of Doom. Um, so you watched them chronologically. So, yes. And, um, and so it, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting story. It's, it's really sad to consider how many, like, you know, stereotypes that there are in this film. Um, it's I, I you know, it's we're, we're just coming off of Moon Knight and uh, it's talking about like the cinematics where, you know, um, we're seeing Egypt on film probably for the first time without the yellow. And mm-hmm. and you go and you're like, OK, well, what does that mean? Well, go watch The Last Crusade because or I'm sorry, not Last Crusade, Raiders of the Lost, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. mm-hmm. because you're going to understand what it is. It's this idea of, you know, making it look. And I always wondered why they did that. Um, and I do get it is it that old feel, but at the same time, it's 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 sad that we don't ever properly depict like a location like like Egypt, um, that it's it's the same type of things. It's the same stereotypes. Now, some of those some of the 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 the, the atmosphere that happened was very spot on, um, but a lot of it was not like and, and it, can, it's, it can be very problematic. I think these these movies don't age very well when you think of it that way. It's almost like, like you know, Lucas Spielberg. They're wanting to make their own Indiana or their main own James Bond, like you said. But then it's also their attempt to giving Harrison Ford another opportunity to be Han Solo. Um, I said that too. I say he's an archaeological Han Solo. Exactly, and so, so they have a lot of the same blundery personality tropes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, also like the misogynistic, like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, no, mind you, I still, I think it's like the idea, I acknowledge that there are these problems with these films. And I think it's like the same thing. Like, I grew up loving Big Trouble in Little China, 
but that's a problematic movie. It's a very problematic movie. Right. Um, and it's something that I also think that there should not be a remake. Uh, Pop Culture Rob, I asked the question um, right before I got on um, when it came to uh, Temple of Doom, which we're not on yet, but it's like, do you think that there are certain things that happen in that film that, you know, would we allow them today? And it's like, I think it's very interesting, like, especially the, the, the scene at the beginning. I think it's interesting to acknowledge that that was the world that we lived in, that that was the that wasn't the world, but that was the the uh, perspective that we had on the world and that hopefully we have matured and we have grown. It does not need to be recreated, but it's it's understanding and taking it for face value. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I I love, of course, the, you know, um, the the double cross at the beginning where he's he's got this partner or this guy with him um you know they're tripping Alfred molina of, the, of all people yeah exactly yeah. they're they're tripping all of the all of the traps and of course he's being chased by the giant boulder which is iconic to the indiana jones um you know it seemed like in the 80s there was like there was like two types of 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 things you either you had westerns that you would deal with um or you had nazis involved it was like mm -hmm. it was like the, that was the thing um but like i always thought of like indiana jones and what i love about it is what inspires so many different things like pitfall the video game um you know there there are so many different like even even like recently how we handle um the the reference in avengers endgame when uh don Cheadle is talking to nebula and he's like you know there are traps and booby traps and everything else that was a direct indiana reference it, it it didn't necessarily um i don't know it just I, I i feel like there are things that i love about the films but then it's acknowledging that they're not perfect so i'll just leave it at that so just just and and you everything you said was a, was great points because it's something we should do but that's part of watching film in history because it is a part of history now it is a part of what the interpretation of the 30s in the 80s was so that's how people yeah. saw things then. And whether they're right or wrong now is important to discuss, but somewhat inconsequential to a degree because the film is what it is and you're either going to watch it or you're not. And mm -hmm. if you can let go of some of those things, the story I think still holds. I still think that the action holds and that um, it's also of a different era. So I don't know. That, that I'm not trying to make excuses for any of it. I, th I think that what sure. Marvelite said is perfect, but I do think that it's no different than look, like when we watch North by Northwest or uh, um, or any other classic film where those things are completely there and we need to address them. Uh, but Do that doesn't mean we didn't like Singing in the Rain. We really did enjoy Singing in the Rain, but it's not all of us, but some of us did, uh, even though right. some of those tropes are there. Um, real quick. One question for you, real quick. I, oh, okay. I have to ask a question. Do you ever notice that it seems like there's there's two types, like especially when we were sure, like Nazis and everything else. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this with... Um, uh, North by Northwest, this movie, and then you also, if you think of um, Rocketeer, there's this idea that um, there are the Nazis, which are obviously obviously bad guys, but there's always those sellouts to the Nazis who mm -hmm. know how bad things are, Bella. but they still are willing. Yeah, I mean, like like that 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 trope. It's like they're even worse than the bad guys because they're consciously bad, but these people are like consciously willing to ignore how bad they are just for the money's sake right. or the glory purpose. the they're fortune and glory 
yep. their own purpose. So yeah, uh, oh, look at apparently. You oh yeah, that's me. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> apparently uh, uh, most people didn't know, but yeah, if you look up chronologically, Temple of Doom takes place in 1935, Raiders of the Lost Ark takes place in 1936, and Last Crusade takes place in 38. Um, and it's weird when you think about how quickly those things kind of happen on top of each other. This guy never has a moment's break in his life. Uh, you can also include the young Indiana Jones adventures, which is basically everything from between when we see River Phoenix and when we see Harrison Ford. Um, and that actually starts um, Sean Patrick Flannery as Indiana Jones. Uh, just, you know, if you want more content. Somebody's um, a fan. I love it. So um, it was a good show. It was fun. Um I wouldn't put it at the same caliber at this, so Lala, I don't suggest it for you. Uh, oh, I, I'm not going to partake yeah. in it. And it was. Again. It's the Hardy Boys, but with an archaeological kid before he goes to college. But he's still smart. His dad, obviously, as we know, trained him. Anyway. I, I really feel like they did 10-10 better. <laughs> Fair. Um, so as far as Raiders, I hadn't seen this in about 12 years because I'd seen them so many times. I got tired of watching them. Um <laughs> That's, you know, you've seen a movie too many times. This is one of the few VHS sets my parents bought. And so we had this around. So we watched it all the time. And yes, like Lala said, we watched it as a family. I watched it with my dad. And so I hadn't really watched this since my dad passed. And this was one of our shows, you know, we watched together. So that was a bit tender for me and, and difficult, uh, especially in Last Crusade when it's literally about his dad. Um, but rewatching Raiders, whenever I rewatch the first film in a series as of the last decade of my life, I find why I realize that most sequels are pretty much trash. And I don't mean that to knock sequels, but they just never can seem to quite hold up to the previous film. And I think Raiders and the two following films fit that exact. Wow, <gasps> Joker, that was Whoa. amazing. Holy crap, Whoa, dude. Five Joker. gift subs. Wow, sir. The, welcome. Thank Haven't you. seen you in a while, and that's yeah. just boom. Love you, Joker. You're amazing, Great sir. Man. That was really, really nice. It looks like I would love to do a joint podcast with like Joker and his people and us. And I agree, and he he has invited us. So if you guys want to, you know, you just let me know, and we'll hook you up and get you over there to talk to him because he's. It was a fun time when I went on his show. It was. It was. A I blast. was on the show. I've been over there. It's been, it was yeah, fun. that's right. You did go on the show. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind some crossover. That would be <laughs> terrible. Um, what I was saying though. Uh, was that this viewing really solidified that for me for this series. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark of the three films is amazing. I think it hits a high bar that is hard to match. And I think it's really with some of those opening sequences. Um, we get to see the adventure style with the rock, you know, running from the rock, running from the plane. We get to see Indy's uh, aversion to snakes almost immediately uh, and his swagger, but also his, his lack of swagger. We get to see both all in that first like 10 minutes. And then... We transfer over to seeing him as a professor where he's really got the swagger and the girls are blinking. I love you, Adam, and stuff. Um, oh, thanks, Biggie. Biggie. Biggie, Biggie, man. Biggie didn't want to feel Biggie. Biggie didn't want to feel like he was getting like uh, showed up. <laughs> showed up. So he was like, oh, oh no, whoa, whoa. we're close to a hype train. Like, we really oh. are close to a hype train. Oh, that that never happens. Wow. Look, he said um, I had to keep my spot. But he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You so come through. He's been number one for a while. Um, yeah. And thank you for that, Biggie. Um, yeah. Well, and, and, and welcome to everybody who is now a real student uh, and a Twitch subscriber. Um, you now have access to more emotes and technically more access on our Discord channel, too. Um, so you can go over and actually uh, do a, a bit more over there. Um, and Ooh, we're getting we're getting five, we're getting that Ooh. sorted out. Uh, back to my point though, the sequence in which the government shows up, and I love the government stooges because they are just like perfect government stooges. 
they bring Indy and uh, Marcus Brody in. Um, and I love Marcus Brody's shamelessness about just being like, yeah, I buy from this guy. He's, he's not reputable, but, you know, his name's Indiana Jones and he brings us the best pieces, so we're going to let it happen. Um, but that sequence where they explain the Ark of the Covenant, they explain what's going to happen in the film, I think is one of the better pieces of George Lucas's writing, which makes me wonder if it's Lawrence Kasdan, but um, <laughs> it really blocks it out and it makes me go, I'm ready for this movie. I'm ready to go watch him get this arc. It, it does not let me skip a beat right into that. And so f this time I really noticed things like that in the film, but I digress. I don't want to take up all the time. I have a question. Sure. I mean, I don't have a question. I mean, I do have a question, but I have two things. So when I was watching The Last Crusade, my first thought was, I thought about it again. I kept thinking about different movies throughout the, throughout like me watching this. And I was like, is Nick Cage supposed to be in Natural Treasure? Like Indiana Jones? <laughs> like my brain. There were, there were elements that were inspired by it, yes. Mm -hmm. I know, my brain was just like, wait a second. Like mm -hmm. literally, I, I wish you guys could have been in my brain the whole time watching these films. Um, but here's my question. In Raiders, if Indy never dug, for the Ark, would they have found the Ark? So that's a big question, like on Big Bang, and it's like kind of a, a trope, or not a trope, but a meme in our society right now, whether or not he needed to even be in the film. And I think this could be an interesting discussion, because I would argue he does need to be in the film, even though everybody claims you could take him out and the same thing happens. But that depends. So you, are you asking, you want my explanation now, or do you guys want to Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I definitely want to know, because I watched the film, and I was just like... Cause like it, cause these are the little things that like I understand. It's like eighties, right? And like I said, it's lazy to the point where it's like certain things will happen, and I'll be like, well, why would you do it this way? Cause it's like, why would you be digging during the same time as them? They can see you. Like you're like I know that he was like in disguise, but it's broad daylight. They didn't and, get done before daylight. They they were then, behind schedule, if anything. And then it, and then it's like if they see you digging in a part that they didn't tell their people to dig in. They would know, and then that's what happened. They were like, "Wait a second, these people are digging over there. We didn't, we didn't authorize this." So I was just like, "It was just like, it's, it was, it's not smart to me. Like that's not smart thinking to me, or like smart writing to me." But again, I'm like, "It's '80s, and '80s has like a lot of '80s so films that I like. Let me has like that type of." Let, let me, if I may, I can, I can probably at least yeah. with the digging thing, and then I want to get to why I still think he would actually this would he would still need to be in it for this to happen so the digging thing they talk about sala there's a moment where sala and him are discussing about of course they would pick sala one of the best diggers in egypt and sala says they hired everybody and they're paying pennies they're breaking people's backs so literally every known digger in egypt probably in northern africa was there helping them which means that there would be no time in which people really weren't digging unless it was, you know, late at night. But I, I'm pretty right. sure th that was an area they hadn't been to. And that's why it was mysterious. Not because there were diggers digging more. I don't know. That's, that's well, parsing me, it out a little bit, but. But to me, that's still like, to my point though, like you're in a spot where like, it's not even authorized for them to be. Everybody's here. Did you really think nobody was going to see you there? But I mean, again, like I said, like some things you just let go. Like I, I, but again, I'm watching the film. It's my, it's my duty to like watch it and see what I liked and what I didn't like. And that was just something that was just like, oh, oh, okay. Um, but I was really thinking about the Big Bang thing. And I went into this film to watch it to actually see if I could like refute what they said or like, does it make sense? And I was really thinking about it because if they were digging in the wrong place because they didn't have the right thing, if he would have never showed up with the right thing to dig in the right place, like. Here's the argument. 
that, that, that like Big Bang makes and other and, and others have made that he doesn't need to be in it. With the amulet, which is where everything comes from, the only reason that the Germans are digging in the wrong place is because the amulet is burned onto the, the main German's hand, and they only have half of that, and that allows them to dig but not know how high the pole is. So they were in the map room, and they were able to use the, the amulet and the map. They kind of recreated their own amulet, and that created a, the wrong place for them. Now, the question is, if we go back to the bar where Marion is, thank you for the bits, Hannah. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, if we go back to the bar where Marion meets Indy in the film for the first time, the Nazis are, of course, looking for the amulet, and they're going to get it from her if Indy doesn't show up, right? So mm -hmm. the question is, are they, though? Because she takes the amulet off after drinking and sets it down on just a random table and then mm -hmm. goes about her cleaning, and the Nazis come in, mm -hmm. and they're going to take it from her. Now, do they scour the whole place? Possibly. But my mind says they're going to go behind the bar, they're going to go into her office, they're going to go into her personal belongings to try to find it, and if it's not there, they'll probably offer, right? So then I don't think they get the Ark if they can't find the amulet. So it's tricky to say whether they would. There's a lot of headcanon required is, in order to assume he wouldn't have needed it. Right, before. because my thing is, would she have even taken it off if Indy would have never showed up? And I'm going to wreck said, it. Because it made her go into her shirt. Because, like, you, we didn't even know it was there. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't know it was there until he left, and she just, like, pulled it out of her shirt. So, like, if he would have never went to talk about it, to ask about it, these things would have been put into motion. I mean, it's, a, it's for the sake of the plot that it did happen because we needed this story to happen. But if he would have never showed up, she would have closed her shop like normal. They would have never showed up because they knew where he was going. Next. Damn it. <laughs> hey, hey, Mrs. Bats McSkelly. Hey, Betsy. Yo, Betsy. Uh, hmm. See, this is why I always love seeing. I'm sitting here hmm. just enjoying this conversation. I, I, I really want to go back and rewatch it now. And... Yeah, I'm just saying. Because at some point, he has to have needed to be in the movie. And I, the argument, again, in the Big Bang episode is that at the very end, he was supposed to, you know, he he got it to the government, so it's now safe. Right. But really, he was mm -hmm. supposed to put it in the museum, so he didn't even get that right. And the and here's my argument. The only thing that would have been different in that movie, because I was saying this in the live, is the monkey would have lived and the girl would have died. Yeah. Yeah, because there'd been no reason to poison they would the have dates. never been the, the poison dates. No reason. Yeah. Actually, the monkey so would have never hung out with Sala and his family at all. I was so sad. I was like, the monkey died, even though he was a traitor. But he I was, was like, the monkey Well, no, died. he worked for the bad guys from day one. No, but he was still a traitor because like he was being all cool with the kids and her and all that kind of stuff. I know he's a traitor from there, but I'm just like, they care for you. You really bro. can't call the monkey a traitor because it doesn't. It, it's following its directions. It doesn't know what it's still doing. Still a traitor. So Indiana Not Jones does have to be in the movie though. Uh oh, something. The wheels was clicking. Why? Um, it's his story. I mean, that's a great. That's a great. Great, like they literally yeah. renamed it Indiana Jones All Raiders of the Lost Ark. That would have happened, even though it's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. If he wasn't involved in this story, is there would have been he, a, there would have been a news article about a whole bunch of dead Nazis were found in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they would have. If he he here's the thing, he is the catalyst that sets everything into motion. Right. So I understand that because you need that for a story. No, but also it's if he would have never. If the government would have never been like, yo, we need this thing, a bottle, whatever, if they would have never came to him, if he would have never did some things, it, it, these things would have never happened. They would have been digging in the wrong spot. No, they wouldn't or, have. They, they would have been digging in the right spot. Because they? They, you said it. She, so she was wearing the amulet. Had Jones never showed up, she would have had the amulet in her shirt when they 
came to get her, and they. But would how have, did they know? They, they would have torn her? her. I mean, they're Nazis. It's 1930s. They would have done terrible things to her and found that amulet on her person. We know they would that have probably lit her on fire. Whatever they needed to do, they would have found it on her, her person. Out. They would yeah, have ripped yeah. her shirt open. Whatever. I'm not trying to get too grotesque, but they would have found know, it on her. Man. I don't know. Because he came in and then left, she took the amulet off. Remember? So you were right about that because he asked about the amulet and then leaves. So she takes it off, meaning they can't find it. And that's the only reason the Nazi gets it burned on his hand. So you you are proving your point, not knowing you're proving it. So, yes, <laughs> I'm wrong. He doesn't need to be in the movie. And I, tr- I want to watch it again just to make sure. But he really doesn't need to be in it. Now, the other two he has to be in. But that's beside the point. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say this because it's, it's going to be a thing. You, you all know I have like a, a religious background or whatever, but um, it, it always irritated me that the Ark of the Covenant was depicted the way it was because the only yeah. thing the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to have supernaturally was you could not touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you couldn't touch it. Yeah. If you touched it, you died. If you opened it up, you would have found tablets. You would have bought, found... Yeah, you would have found the Ten bread. Commandments. Like, that's yeah. that's all you would have found. Well, the, the second... The second iteration. <laughs> iteration, because Moses got anger issues. Um, but it was like, <laughs> it was one of those oh, things where it was kind of like, um, but there, I mean, there would have been interesting things like Aaron's staff that blossomed, that, that kind of stuff, you know, but uh, but but it, I get what they did for story's sake, but it always like struck me. And I, I get the whole concept because it's all this, this, this story bleeds into even stuff. I mean, it, 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 it's history in a sense. But it leads into like even like the context of like Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm sorry if you guys get irritated because I'm Mr. Marvelite. I'm going to reference Marvel in almost. That's why you're on the show. I want you and, to find a way. That's that's but, the important but, part. Like, because because Hitler was obsessed with the occult, and mm-hmm. he was obsessed with these ideas of relics of power that could could fuel his armies and could could do these things. And as as much as we 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 try to admit that you know how evil he was. The dude was also extremely crazy because he really thought that these relics could give him power to have this never ending Reich. And um, I mean, he's an idiot, but but uh, but the the amount of occultism that is 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 founded in these things. This would have been like pure Nazi propaganda. We found the Ark of the Covenant, you know, everything else. Mind you, um, if we're we're talking about the Ark of the Covenant in that context, um I can tell you right now, evil people who possessed it in the Bible, they were they were struck with hemorrhoids, extremely bad hemorrhoids. I would have loved to have seen the entire Nazi army get that. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they I got they got theirs. I mean, we, we well, managed to get them. Their faces melted degree. off. But well, could you imagine none of them being able to sit down at all during the army? So let's talk about that. I know this movie is from 1981. So the special effects in some ways haven't held up. But to me, those scenes are still utterly terrifying and creepy. And they've stuck with me in a way that when I was a child, they gave me nightmares. Um, I never thought that a PG movie would have face melting, but this is a PG-13 film. Like, I don't care what it's rated. This is a PG-13 yeah. film. I would never let my daughter watch this. I was watching. I was like, wow, look at this. 48 dead people in the first 10 minutes. Skeletons, snakes. I mean, not that the wildlife should be a problem, but they're put in a context of scary. So it's, I don't know, it's, I don't know, biblical hemorrhoids. Yes, he did just say biblical hemorrhoids. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's the frogs and the hemorrhoids. Like, that's, you get, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think biblical hemorrhoids are 
just hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, it was okay. Literally, let, but let, where did they come from? The hand of God, okay, or did, so, were they just you sat too long? Like very so, different yeah, but hemorrhoids. But it's it's so hilarious. Like that story always cracks me up because people don't ever put the context together. The uh, the the the, the, the Philistines had the the, the ark. Um, it kept not. They put it in the um, in the temple with their god. The god kept falling over. They weren't getting the picture. And so God basically struck every single person in the in the in, in the in the the nation with extremely like large plum sized hemorrhoids. So and they all were, had to sit on either rocks or hard wood chairs. Like, do we even have chairs then? Like in that sense? Hmm. Yeah. And it was kinda, so it was so bad did. that they realized it was still, the art that did it. So they put it on an ox cart and no sent cushions. it away. Wanting no to get it as yeah, far no away cushions. from them as possible. Oh, that's just yeah. that's that is effed up, and I, I don't know if that deserved the only f bomb we'll get. So I'm gonna reserve it for later. Um, you say effed up. Yeah, if I'm talking about the Bible. Don't use the f bomb, please. Yeah, that's and that's why I didn't. Um, gotta do. Gotta gotta have the respect. Um, I still think that while he shouldn't be in the movie or whatever, I still enjoy the movie. <laughs> I still enjoy him in the movie. And if he wasn't in the movie and I just watched the Nazis go get the Ark and then go b eat themselves alive, I well, how boring would that be? Um, and again, that would have just been on that island. They would have never brought it back. Some poor family would have, you know, been looking for dinosaurs and found an island and found an Ark instead of dinosaurs. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, Spielberg yeah. crossover. Um, Word of the day, biblical hemorrhoids. Okay, so the, the that's going to be the rest of our conversation. Um, yeah. Honestly, we need to find a word of the day every time we do a thing. That's the thing. Oh, Hannah, Hannah, is, this is up to you. Word of the day is up to you now. Now, the are they real hemorrhoids? That's the next question. Oh, they, like they were super. They, they were biblical. I thought they were. So yeah. real, they're biblical. Um, so biblical proportions. <laughs> No, the moment half of our I audience has left. Alfred kidding, Molina. The moment I saw Alfred Molina, honestly, I think we got more with biblical hemorrhoids. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> just saying. It's a pain um, in the butt. The moment I, the moment that Raiders started, and I was watching it, and I saw this character go like this and turn back around, I was like, "Is that Alfred Molina?" Because <laughs> yep. his face has not changed. Yep. Not he much, but his face. voice does. His voice has changed a lot because he sounds a lot different in this film than he does in. I feel like films. they made him. <clears throat> tap into his Spanish side a little hard in this um in this film especially because he is an English actor even though his 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 ethnicity is like you know half Spanish he's Spanish and Italian well let's look at John Reese Davies is the same thing but like, he's, right but he's English and so I felt like they made him tap into that like real deep and if you think about it it's probably like one of his first like roles or oh yeah I think like, it is his first know, role ever actually um like, I'm almost like, certain of it, it. To it, so it was... I will double check though. Um, I think John Reese Davies is an interesting actor for the same reason because he's an English actor and that mm -hmm. they make him into an Egyptian Arab, uh, which is not amazing. Well, if his, I feel like if his ethnicity, because to me, right, I, right. Like, okay, like, because when I looked at Alfred Molina, I was like, wait a second, did they dirty him up and tell him to be Spanish? I was like, wait a second. No, I, I he, like, he does his, have some Spanish I like, background. Is, I, think. I was like, yeah. what is his background? No, I looked it up. His dad is his dad is Spanish. His mom is Italian. So like he has. So I was like, okay, right. That's mm -hmm. what I was and like, the Italian's going to work for him there because he can have the you know yeah. a, a tan and, and look skin, yeah, you exactly. know, all that type of stuff. But also he has the language. I'm pretty sure just because he's English doesn't mean he doesn't you know. Sure, it depends on how he's raised. You know. Exactly. So I was just like, all right, I gave a break. Now, interesting thing you said about the rating, where you felt like, you know, how graphic it was 
for a, for a PG rating. Um, 1986, Howard the Duck, also done by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Again, back to Marvel again. Um, and the massive bomb it was. Because I did, someone asked me about it in a TikTok, and I did a brief synopsis of how Pixar changed hands the way it did because of Howard the Duck. Um, Howard the Duck is rated PG, and it has some of the the the, the heaviest sexual connotations. We're talking about a duck with full full frontal breast exposed. Yep. Like in the first five minutes got, of the like, film, duck condom because that's in the intro. Duck and I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is extremely sexual. Like yeah. I remember being like, "Wow, you know, like, you know, the 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 duck in the relationship with the girl was kind of like suggestive." No, it wasn't suggestive. It was, it was extremely no, blatant. It was blatant. Me up as a child. Yeah, yeah. and that is on our list. Up. We will be watching that movie for this show. I didn't know what so, I was supposed to like at that age. I, was like, I don't know if the rating authority just looked at like George Lucas being attached to a film and was like, "No, no, no, no." Okay, so let's go. Let's go back to 1986 and previous. Okay, so in 86, there were three ratings. There were four ratings, technically. You had, I'm sorry, other than X, you had four ratings. You had G, PG, R, and and then they did have NC-17, but they just called it X, not triple X. And so there was really limitations. So you basically went, okay, is there enough violence and language to call this R? No, PG. And that's just how they did it. And that's why all of these are Pete. Well, Raiders or I mean, uh, Crusade might be Pete. I mean, things are different now. Like she can handle nipples, so it's one of those things where it's like I think that probably would have like lifted the mm-hmm. <laughs> lifted the rating because it was just like it was enough that it was like PG-13, like shielded. Yeah. It was like shielded in a way, but then like people could still understand like what it was and get it. So, but I'm pretty sure if she had like nipples, it'd be a problem. I think so, that if the rating system had from like 87 or 89 or whatever, it started getting PG-13 regularly. Had that started yeah. in 80, most of our favorite movies from the 80s, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, Tower probably of the Duck, would have been rated at least PG-13. Yeah, at least. No, if they would have been rated R, they would have been rated R. They would have well, been I, able to I, do that. No, then. I think, yeah, I think they would have been able to do that. Then. Well, yeah. I missed what you said because I was looking up the rating for, for La, uh, Last Crusade. Did you say that, like, if they would have had nipples on the duck? Yeah. They did. Did she have like, nipples? I don't remember. Oh, now had, I'm going to look it up. This it, is terrible. Yeah, and I got to look it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. I remember I remember used to go into the comic book shop, or not the comic book shop, the, the costume shop, and there was always those those fake breasts, like, way in the back where I wasn't supposed to go, and then you, you could, like, see it off the corner. And it was like that. They just spray-painted them white, and then they had feathers, like, surrounding them. I kid you not. Like, it is nipples and all. I'm going to see if I can get this in just a few. Uh, and now the internet is searching up duck nipples, which is <laughs> the last thing I'm going to be noticed for. It is what we are looking up. That is for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, those are really there. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's no like I literally, you know, what, you know, what the reason why? Because nobody saw this movie in the theaters Everyone saw it when it went straight to TV. That's like we watching a train wreck. Version. We, we, we saw the edited version. Right. Most of the stuff that we don't realize was in this film, was in this film. And, and here's the weird part. This was supposed to have been an animated film. And Universal Studios pushed this to be live action. Are you saying she would have yeah. still had nipples if it was an animated film? That's what I wonder. Like, what was George Lucas' thinking if this I is the mindset they had in it? Who gave George Lucas keys to the Marvel Kingdom in the first place? Okay, that's all he I got to know. He paid for him with I know, cash. I know. He had money back then, too. He was throwing money around left and right to make movies. Yeah, until this movie. 
until that movie. No, but here, okay. So here's the thing I'm going to say about George Lucas, and and I I appreciate everything George Lucas has done for the industry, for ILM, for pushing. And I'm sorry for anybody who looked that up. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Well, if you chose to, that's a that's a that's an adult choice. But I I have to say, I want to say George Lucas is. It's hilarious that she has nipples. It is. I want to watch it again. George Lucas is an amazing producer. And I think he has great story concepts, but I don't think he's a great writer. And I think Lala's points to these films as being kind of quick, cheap writing. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, because if you look at the Star Wars films, they have the same kind of feel. And then every other one of George Lucas's films are not well written. Again, no offense, dude. Just that's my that's my take. When you have people like Lawrence Kasdan coming in and helping up the the screenplay. I think that helped. You have people coming in for like Empire Strikes Back when you have Irvin Kirshner directing with George Lucas or Steven Spielberg directing with George Lucas. I think you get elevated George Lucas. But when George is out on his own, he makes things like Howard the Duck. Sometimes you are better with collaborators. Right. You know I think George is great with collaborators. I think he is an amazing yeah, collaborative artist. But Some artists need to realize that and not be like, I can do this thing on my own. Right. But also I wanted to comment on Darth, Darth Man 8. He said, beware... I think it's a guy. So uh, beware, there is a Star Wars fan here. Honestly, Darth, we're all Star Wars fans here. And if you're, I say a true fan can say when something about their favorite thing is lacking. That's how I feel. No, I'll rate the Star Wars films fairly because. can't keep anything, but I feel like being a fan doesn't mean you overlook some of their, like, lacking. You should be able to talk about it and still be like, I still love this thing. Well, it's it's like this. Yeah. George Lucas, like like Star Wars was a labor of love for George Lucas um, after like a very serious accident for himself. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like was something that spanned over a long time. George Lucas is was great for Star Wars for the original trilogy. And I think like I think he was grasping when he did like the special editions. Um, I like the prequels. I, I do. I don't. You know, I, I like I have problems with them, but overall, I like them. I, I think they're they're great to be part of the saga um, where where I find is it's it's difficult is when someone is something so good at one specific thing and they think that that's that they, that that they can do anything else. That's a problem because sometimes someone's good in their own niche. They're not necessarily good in somebody else's. So I feel like that's where we get kind of get with Lucas a little bit. I think the prequels would have done well had he written them and produced them and had somebody else direct the second and third ones. I think he did okay. Also, with the first I think one, he would have depended on on CGI with them. He would have done much better. I, th- I agree well. with that. He felt like he needed to get away from Yoda, probably because when he made Episode One Yoda, it was not good, and he realized how bad he wanted to stay away from those types of things. But. Um, yeah. So yeah, we have you know we'll be critical of probably the whole series, but we're critical of even the movies we love on here. We we will be somewhat critical of them. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. We're gonna give every movie a fair chance though, as at the same time. Well, there's one every movie, movie I deserves won't give a fair to be chance. watched, except for like one or two. <laughs> there's one movie I won't give a fair chance, and the three of us have never seen this film, which is hilarious. There's only one person that has, and that person's not here tonight. So. We don't have to talk about and I'm also I also like like my thing is like uh, I like for movies like licorice pizza, I will never give it a chance because I do not think that there is any value in that that the concept I get that it's supposed to be like really artistically done. But I don't care. I just the you know, name throws me out. grooming grooming in any form is unnecessary and um, stylizing oh, is it doesn't that, make it any better oh, for that, me. Oh, so, 
So it's um, about an adult and a teenager, female adult, male teenager, and she's it's it's making it okay. Darthman, I'm going to say this right now: Dragable Evolution is worth one watch, so you can hate it, and even Last Airbender, like that way you can relentlessly make fun of them afterward. Like, listen, I feel like some bad movies are in the ether in which we should all be introduced to because it, it, it gives you a sense of community with other people that don't like it, right? So yeah. I feel like if you've never seen... Okay, listen, The Last Airbender is hands down one of the worst movies to ever grace cinema. I'm sorry, hands down one of the, one of the worst. If you separate it from not, the source material, do you really agree with that? Yes. If you completely separate it and and do not fathom the show at all, yes. you think there yes. are there are no there are, like you don't think Zombievers is worse than that? No, no, no. I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I think it's one of the worst. Okay, okay. Because I think the production no, quality is still high. The acting is still good. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is like I watched that film. I actually own that film on DVD. And um, it's terrible, but I'm a part of a community that we get to hate it together, and that's beautiful. I'm an and unapologetic like M. Night Shyamalan fan. Unapologetic. Let me say this. Let me say this. I went into one. He hits, but when he doesn't, Lord have mercy, he doesn't. I went into Last Airbender not watching any of the source material. I went in blind, which not a lot of people can say that. I did too. And I didn't like it, but I didn't think it was like the worst thing ever. Then I went back and checked out the source material, and now I understand mm-hmm. where people have a problem with it. I think that's understandable. And it's like this. Um, there are people who will hate on something, and they will give you no reason why those people are toxic. There are people that will critique anything they can possibly find just because they don't like a person or like the mm-hmm. director or something. Those people are toxic. You can, dis- you can, dis- you can dislike something based off of its own merits but if you and and i i feel that way about some some things um and then and then i can turn around and be like but go watch it for yourself because what i don't like you may like i try to tell you that all the time mean yeah yeah so probably rape we We do have two more movies and what's nice about these is they do kind of blend in in a nice way so it's okay um But yeah, we can we can rate. Uh, that's fine. I, I might touch back on this film a little bit more just because I do I do love it so much compared to the other. I two. love it. You love it. Yeah, no, I, I really, really do. do. It's it's. I love it. You love it. It's in my top hundred films ever made. So sparkling your eye. You know, I, I don't really get that sparkly about these older movies, do I? Yeah, you know, and I love it. I love to see it. You know. Uh, I'm gonna rate this a ten, just because of the nostalgia. Like I said, I cannot avoid. Just loving 12 year old me's 12 year old me's rating carries just by default. Um, I could be critical. I could rate, you know, rate it lower at seven or eight just because of, you know, things we've talked about. But I think because we've had that discussion, I don't feel the need. 10. Go ahead. Mr. Marlite. Um, this is not my favorite movie in the in the saga. Uh, and I say saga because there is a fourth film that we shall not speak of. Um, and the only reason why I like that fourth film, a portion of that fourth film is because of this movie. Um, and I do have to say that 
Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of fun elements in this. Um, there's a lot of tropes that have come from this film, and I feel like this film has it is a classic in the sense of other films of the same genre are pretty much going to be taking inspiration from this film, and so you know there are a lot of like things. There are a lot of problematic stuff. Absolutely. Do I really, you know, and we've been saying it directly, but like, I, I would rather just say it this way, but do we, do we like the idea of like more Yahtzee content back then it was, we were hating socialism. We were hating communism. You know, uh, this was right around the time when we had the whole Reagan, Boris Yeltsin take that wall down. So of course, you know, that was the mindset of America at the time. And it makes perfect sense. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I would rate this probably a seven. It's definitely worth a watch. I will probably go back and watch it. It will be one of those movies that I will recommend. Like I will, I will sit down with my son at some point, but he's seven. So probably more when he's like 12 or 13. Yep, because it and should then, be PG 13. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yep. Like I was literally going to, I was, I was screening. The reason why I even know about the, uh, the duck nips was specifically because um, I was watching it to see whether I wanted my kid to see it. Um, because I remember the innuendo, and now I'm like, yeah, he'll be probably like 17 when I recommend us watching that together, and hopefully we'll have a, a real uh, Howard the Duck movie before that. Um, but yeah, a seven for me. As a kid, I loved it. It was Indiana Jones. It would it would have been a nine. Um, see, for me, ten is always going to be uh, uh, Temple of Doom because that was my first introduction to him, and um, I loved. What was a short round? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Uh, and and mind you, the kid was going through like you know PTSD after after that movie. So you know, I think I everybody to some degree that movie put people through the ringer. You could tell by what they had yes. to go through just to make the damn thing. Uh, Lala, what is your rating of Raiders of the Lost Ark? So, uh, um, I will probably never partake in this film again. I'm okay. I bought this movie. I bought the bundle off of Voodoo because I couldn't bootleg it. So um, I I own all four of these movies for all time. Oh, you own the fourth one. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. Um, you might like I the fourth out, one. <laughs> I like Shia LaBeouf, but I was just like, it's not making me. These three films not make did not make me want to watch the fourth. So, um, and it, if you didn't like these, don't you will not like that one. <laughs> it's the same stuff, but like okay. not as well done. Can we just say? Can we just say? Um, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and um, and Last Crusade. I'm getting too old for this crap, and it's like we get to we get to uh, um, the fourth movie, which I won't even mention it by name. He is too old for this crap, and I have I have no faith in the next movie. He's beyond the grave on this one. Like, yeah, like this should be called Indiana Jones and One Foot in the Grave. Like that's what it should be called. Supposedly, it was supposed. I was reading up on stuff. Supposedly, uh, I Frank Marshall or somebody wanted Shia to take over. Yeah, he didn't, like that. to take over as like the new lead. But then I think think Lucas came. Through. No, I think Lucas wanted it, and then Lucas was like, he 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 re, he retracted pretty much and was like, "There's no like indie without Harrison." And I was like, "But you wouldn't have made him indie. You would have just made him his Indy's character, son. His son, and he would have just taken like." Whatever, but it's fine. It's fine. Liam, Liam Hensworth, I think, would be a great Indiana Jones. I'm just saying. No gracias. Um, anyway, what's your rating? Uh, I'll never watch this film again. And so that means um, it's below a six. 
below a six, and I will, uh, I, I, I will, uh, I will probably recommend it to people who I feel will probably like this type of film. I wouldn't like just because I don't like it doesn't mean somebody else won't like it. And I wouldn't tell them like, hey, you might enjoy, you know, young Harrison Ford, even though brother was fine throughout that whole movie. One, two, and three. I said. By the third one, though, I was like, "Ooh, he's becoming the he's becoming the Harrison we know now." But like, it's, he was still cute. I was like, "He's still cute." So you didn't even um, like the like kissing scene where he was like, "It hurts here." You didn't like that scene. I I thought it was cute. Hold on, let me, let me back it up. I thought it was cute, but they didn't establish anything for me to care how cute it is. I was oh. just like, I don't. But it was cute though. I'm like, that's cute writing. He's like, she's like, well, where don't it hurt? Because he was complaining, and then it was just super cute. She's like, here, and he was like, well, here, it was a little here. I was like, that's super cute. I would love for that to happen to me in real life, but you two don't care. Um, I give it a five, and the only reason it gets a five and not a four is because it gave me content for YouTube. <laughs> um, I I will never watch this again in my life. I okay. Lala, I'm gonna be honest with you. As a married man, because I grew up watching these movies, um, that has happened. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I'm with you there. I love it so much. All right, so let's let's. Um, Watched it. I might be the indie in a situation where I'm like, I might mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. My Alexa decided to talk, and I didn't like that. So we're going to – I muted it. Um, I'm going to do the pre-review, and then we can co- – okay, Alexa, stop. <laughs> I'm going to unplug that, that robot in just a second. Um, so nice we're going to do, do the pre-review, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to hit both the other films. Uh, Temple of Doom is up next. Uh, in the meantime, this is Sean with the pre-review. How's it going, Real Study viewers? I'm Sean, and I'm back with this week's pre-review. Now, this week, we don't have much. So first, let's start off talking about Netflix is bringing us Marmaduke. Now, Marmaduke is, of course, the Great Dane that started off as a comic book strip. I believe it was attached to the Peanuts comic book strip and just took on a life of its own. And we've seen many Marmaduke movies and everything, but this is an animated one coming out by Netflix that will tell the tale that a trainer believes he can have Marmaduke in the Westminster Dog Show. So, if you got kids, this one should be fun. Do I even need to say how excited I am for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Let me tell you why I love Marvel. Because they tell a story that I want to hear. I did not think that I could fill the hype that I had when Endgame came out. And then I got Spider-Man No Way Home. And Spider-Man No Way Home led me to just being so excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This movie is going to be awesome. I know people are worried that we've seen so much in the trailer. I don't think we've seen a bit of it. I don't think we've seen a quarter of what we're going to get from that movie. And not to mention all the great stories. We we all love Wanda. Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. And not to mention this is directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, the guy that brought us the original 
Spider-Man trilogy and so loved for his attachment to Bruce Campbell, who I hope is in this movie. Please, Bruce, be in this movie. I, I just, I could go on and on. I am so excited for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is going to be incredible. I cannot wait for us all to have seen it and have all these amazing discussions. Y'all have a great one. I'll see y'all next week. Welcome back to The Real Study. Apparently my mic didn't unmute when I tried to, uh, but we are back and uh, we've got a fedora in the house. Indiana Jones brand as well. That's beautiful. Um, I want to get his glasses though. I love his glasses. I want to find his glasses. So because uh, Marvelite mentioned that this was his first viewing, the one that brought him to Indiana Jones and his favorite, let's go ahead and get your retake or initial take on Temple of Doom. Oh man, Temple of Doom. Like that was... There, there are there are certain movies that I just quintessentially remember as as a kid growing up. Back to the Future films, um, you've got um, this one. You've got I mean, <laughs> Howard the Duck on television, um, Enemy Mine, and and honestly, like uh, this this movie terrified me um, and excited me at the same time. Um, I probably have a bug phobia because of this film. Um, and, and, um, I, I am surprised by how many people, like, I can tell if people know or have seen this film just by mentioning, mentioning monkey table, um, because that it was burned in my memory as a kid. Chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains, which is called monkey table. And, and literally, um, like it was like the ick factor to the, to the nth degree. Um, and, and, and for that, I actually liked it because I think I liked the fact that there wasn't the whole chasing after the Nazis type thing. This was more of a, um, you know, something is wrong in this community. He's off going to do these things. He's trying to find these relics and in the midst, he finds like this group that has enslaved children and has basically mind washed a, a mass of people. And, um, it, it, I mean, the amount of like stress from the the lowering into the lava and um, Indy being brainwashed and actually being the villain and having to find a way to save him and like like in, in, in short round, I love short round in this film. Like, I mean, this was before I even saw him in Goonies, and and um, it, it just it's just it's one of those things where it, it puts you through so many different motions. You had so many different beautiful. Um, beautiful scenes, like the way they designed it, um, like you felt like you were enveloped there. And I feel like we lose that nowadays. I'm gonna take the hat off now, but um, you you kind of lose it nowadays um, with like adventure films because I think they feel a little bit too like clean cut and they don't have that depth of being very ancient and and ominous and and scary and. And um, it hit all those notes for me. So that's that's my initial thing. I like it. Black Girl Marvel. Um, I will say this one is better than the second. I mean, they're better than the first one for me. I feel like each film got a little better. Um, and that's only because I like short rounds. I like Shorty. Shorty was my favorite character. I resonated with Shorty. I resonated with the relationship between Indy and Shorty. To me, that was a relationship that I paid attention to. I once again, he be having these random chicks in the, in the thing that don't mean nothing because you didn't have to come with me. 
like you knew I was looking for this for this antidote. Just give me the antidote and go on about your business. But like it was her character was just like pulled in for no reason. Um I think I know the reason. I think I do too. Kate Capshaw was um <clears throat> kind of getting it, you know, with Spielberg at the time. So they kinda like you go in the movie. Yeah. And I think that character I think that character really is us in this film. Mm. Um you know, it's it's kind of pulling us in because we're we're the fans are watching at a safe distance and whatever happens to her, it's kind of like, it grosses us and icks us out. Yeah. Um, so it kind of pulls us in as much as she's annoying, you know, they try their best to make her the polar opposite of Marion. Whereas Marion was like this kind of capable, strong willed, like she's clever. I'm gonna get you drunk and try to leave type of thing. Whereas this one was just like oblivious to anything that, you know, like she was just, and then supposedly, like I was, I was really hoping for her to become like stronger at the end. Like, okay, like maybe, okay, maybe you start this way, but then going through all these things, you end up a little bit of a stronger. And I was just like, she didn't. She just didn't do anything for me. I was just like, get rid of her. I was like, Willie is like, one I, of the most hated characters for a lot of I those reasons. I can't stand there. I was like, man, I was like, and then my thing is, if you getting it with Spielberg, right, 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 something better for her. Like, if you like. Like this dude, it's like whatever. She got a paycheck, I guess. But um, well, it tells I you what Spielberg really thought about her, I guess. I, mean, I guess so, but I will say They're I still do married. like that. I do like um, yeah, I do like that um, um, I liked everything how I like that Mr. Marvel was talking about. I love like the it factor of it because I felt like it it raised the the stakes in a way. Like it was just like uh, it, it plus it took me outside of like. Um, I think it will we'll take you outside of your comfort zone of what you're normally used to seeing on screen. So I like that. I like that, like, dude was eating, you know, bugs like oysters. I love that. She was like, do you have, do you have a soup? And they gave her soup, but it had, like, eyeballs in it and all kind of stuff. Like, everything was, like, like from, like, the land type of we eat everything, like, around us. And, like, mm-hmm. We're in the jungle. Very- We're eating jungle food. Right. right. Yeah. And she's very yeah. Missourian, Shanghai, where, like, plus her life was, like, glamorous. So she probably had... All this good stuff, and it was just like I really wanted something. I want, I wanted that dress to burn. But anyway, she she was just clutching it. I, I was like, my god, we get it. It's from Paris. Like I was just so annoyed with her character. But I will say, Shorty is my favorite. I said we need to protect Short Round at all costs. Um, but Short Round doesn't I mean, need you to. He can do it himself. He can do it himself exactly. Yes. But also, but I also like that he was like a. It's kind of sad in a way because like he's a capable kid, but he, he's only capable because he by himself. So like it's kind of like it's kind of sad, but this but to see his relationship with Indy was like was just a great um, because it wasn't like it was like a father son type of thing. They but it wasn't a ward like, thing either. They actually yeah. seemed like partners. Yes, they actually seemed like they worked in tandem. They had been through the he, suck together even before this film. He didn't like look down at him. He didn't talk to him like he was a kid. He was just like, do this, move this way, take control of this. Like it was very well, much. He, you could, and it, his car just, rig in the beginning, he had the car rigged up for his shoes. Like he he was ready to go. I his short it. legs. Like I, I, I want to hear more of the stories with him in, in, in short round no, because I, I they had a background. Loved, have loved if that's what the movie was. Right. You could have easily taken her character out and made this strictly about these two, especially since like like. Her almost dying didn't snap him out of it, but like getting burned by short, like you know. No, what it mean? was like, the fire that did it though, because he uses it again later on the other kids. So it's just the fire. I said getting burned. Yeah. I said I know. I said no, I know. I just, just yeah. I'm sorry. In these tropes, like 
when you're connected to somebody or like, oh, we, we have a thing because that's what they wanted you to think with these two characters, it should have snapped him out. But the fact that that wasn't a thing that they even put together, I was just like, what's the point of her? I wanted her to die. I wanted her to fall. You wanted to have her heart ripped out? Yes, that would have been a magnificent ending to her character. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, like I said, this one, I felt like this one was better because of the ick factor and because of short round. Like you actually had a character in there that I like kind of clung to and I related to. And then also the stakes in this one were just different. It was just like, it was like, it was an impoverished town, even though each of these films, I know it's an 80s movie and I'm just, you know, I'm thinking way ahead of my time because of these things. But every time they got a person of color on screen, they're so impoverished it's just so annoying to watch um because in the first one all the people that were of color all the men that were of color were like pirates and then this one they were all like in poverty you got like child slavery and they're all people of color i'm just like yo like i was just like all right and then it was annoying because in the beginning when she came on screen she was speaking chinese and i'm like sis you got this white girl like speaking chinese and i was like i was just like kind of like but like i said i like the ick factor i like short round even though his name is short round but anyway i like shorty uh i thought that he was a a very capable kid which you don't see many of those like anymore he was my favorite part of the show the movie my favorite part of the whole movie i think that's the reason why i liked it because the he was in it from like start to finish and they didn't like tuck him to the side because he was a kid and they 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 like I was like he felt like he was one of the adults and even well, though he wasn't there were even shots like of that. him standing behind Indy doing the same stuff yeah. like they were like, they were mimicking like each other they, you know like when like like when the Indy just kept getting stabbed out of voodoo doll and I was just like somebody help bro out because dang he just keeps getting stabbed you saw the correlation between their fighting. Like right. one was up here, one was up here, and they were like the fighting. They were like, and then he was just, he was beating up grown men, like karate chopping them and running and, and them like and jump kicking them. Yeah, it was it was. I felt like, and then it was like to me, I was like, okay, you made a capable character like that, but you can't make none of the women capable. I was just like, it doesn't make sense. But I liked, I liked, I liked. I liked now they do yeah, kind of change that now. a little in the next movie, a little bit. That trope gets yeah. switched up a nice amount. If so. this film would have been done now, I think there would have been so less stereotypes. But I also believe that Short Round would have deserved his own film at this point mm-hmm. because there, absolutely, like what has he like done since it was recreated? There would not be a woman. They would have been. They would have left this as like a buddy, buddy type of me and my friend, or they probably would have switched it to like me and my like son made Lord son type of thing, and it was still would have worked to me. It was still would have been nice because it would have had some heart in it to me, and I think that's what the I think that's what Raiders was missing for me. I didn't feel heart in it to me. And if I don't feel your heart, I can't care. And I felt like to me, Raiders didn't have heart. This one had heart because of how much Shorty loved Indy and and was really willing to help him and really be there for him. I just love that. I love the dynamic in their relationship. This movie moves a lot faster in some ways than Raiders too, because before you know it, you're out of Shanghai and you're already... Mm -hmm crashing in the most ridiculous raft flying sequence in all of movie history. Um, That part still bugs me. It bugged me even when I was a kid. Um, But other than that little raft sequence where I swear they should have fallen out and died, um, almost every other part of this movie I like, and most people don't like this movie. Hey, it's Will Wilkins. How you doing, sir? Oh, Wilkins. it's, it's just interesting to me because this is one of the more hated 
films of the of the bunch. I would say the second most hated film because uh, Crystal Skull is the most hated. Um, and and I never understood quite why. I mean, we could talk about stereotypes. This movie is loaded with them. Uh, yeah. The Indian stereotypes are are fairly terrible. Um, but again, we are talking about the 1930s and. Modern India is not quite the same as 1930s India, just like any other place would be a little different to some degree. So I think there's a somewhat of an aspect of a historical nature here that we've got to take as in anno- mind. As annoyed as I am with it, I understand right. like why it is, it is. I'm just annoyed by it. Or, agreed, <laughs> agreed. And in this one, I felt it even more than in Raiders because the stereotypes are even more over the top. Um, yeah. Now, they did That's say... Right, I'm like that, the exact opposite. I love this see, film. Th- what's interesting is that the, the village, the the thing that happens to the village is because of magic. They aren't impoverished normally. They're, they even show at the end, the whole place is regrowing like almost immediately. The stone was taken and that's why they're impoverished. Now the trope is still true. They're still impoverished people of color. So that's a problematic thing, but at least it's not because they weren't already, right. they were doing fine on their own until bad it's guys like, came in. Right. Like, that white savior trope too. Cause like Andy came in and right. saved the day. <laughs> Just like, but again, it's the the year in which this movie, like the year in the plot that it takes place, and then the fact that this is a movie that came out in 1989. Right. right. Now, did this film, I, like, take place in India? So it does take place in India in 35. Um, so here's here's the... Um, oh, I had a thought, and now it's disappearing from me. Um, oh, uh, so this movie requires Indiana Jones, while Raiders of the Lost Ark doesn't need him at all. So th- this one, yeah. you could not have it without him because there's almost like a uh, a fate thing going on. The kind of prophetic. Yeah, the, they said, oh yeah, you landed here for a reason. He's like, no, we crashed here. He's like, yeah, no, you landed here for a reason, dude. Um, landed here, here to help us. But yeah. I like that Indy's the person who helps. Like one, his, 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 his drive is always like finding something new and like, you know, help, you know, help and get things back to where they need to be. Like, hey, that's his first drive. He loves the mystery. He loves, like, getting dirty and climbing into things. But I love that he likes to help people, too. And I think that was a nice, a nice switch up of seeing it, you know, like, just be like, I want to help. Whereas in the first one, it was like, I'm contracting you as the government to do this thing. Whereas in this one, he could have easily walked away and been like, no, we just need to get to, like, New Delhi and get up out of here. But he was just like, these people need our help. And so I'm going to go help them. And I like that aspect of his character. So, Fair. Uh, Will, I would encourage you to go back and watch the first half of the show where we go pretty in-depth on whether or not he should have been in the film because I was with you, and I am no longer with you, unfortunately. Uh, I think it's been Lala, pretty well established. Lala changed his mind. She did because she, she reminded me of something I wasn't thinking about that literally means that it he doesn't. It's unfortunate, but yeah. Anyway, um, the visceral factor. You guys kept saying how kind of gross the gross factor. I think visceral is the word I would use because it felt like you could easily be there and experiencing the bugs and the slime and the the blood and the the sweat. Everything felt dirty. Everything felt sweaty. Everything it felt hot. Like when you're in those fire pit scenes, it feels warm when you're there. So I you I, know I, I will not I will not walk into a dark room because of this movie. Elaborate, sir. <laughs> I when 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 they when she finally opens the gate and she's walking in and she hears the crunching noise and then they put the torch down and you can see like all of the like the roaches or what the the whatever. I I I I I, I, I one time one time since watching this film, I did that and we were in an apartment building and I stepped on a bug and I will never do it again. Like 
it is it is ingrained. I I have such a phobia for bugs. I I cannot I cannot tell you, and I I feel like this movie is because of it. Um, so just how it is. Yeah. I love that. Just like uh, Child's Play ruined me on the My Buddy doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can never have those. I, I don't think I got I had one. My uncle but... didn't like it. My uncle didn't like it, so he played Child's Play for me, and I put that doll down and never picked it up. That's terrible. That's traumatizing. I love my uncle, though. Do you, though? I was literally going to ask the same question. It's like, do you, though? No, I'm kidding, of course. No, because, because my uncle did that kind of stuff. Like, he was trying to be the dad I didn't have, and... I loved I loved his rough and tumble ways. So that's fair. Yep. Totally fair. Um, do you like that these three films, because they all do this, touch just slightly on the supernatural? So like Indy doesn't believe, which is funny because by the time we even see him in Raiders, he should believe. He saw the Shankari stones do the trick. Uh, why doesn't he believe the Ark of the Covenant can exist if the Shankari stones are capable? Um, and then even then he doesn't believe in the Holy Grail yeah. to some degree. Right. It's kind of interesting. It doesn't make sense, yeah, it it makes sense for his character. A little it bit, well, because, but every other thing he's encountered is just a rock in history, like, you know. Well, if the Shankari stones exist, then does the biblical Ark exist? Like, there, like, there's so many, like, convert, like, conversing, like, religious tropes that if this one doesn't work, but then this one has the idea of being the sole religion, then does that mean that it exists? And if that's the case, and then this is the case, then, okay, the Old Testament, and then these other religions, then what does that mean about the the Holy Grail and Christ? So it's like, it, I almost have like the idea, like, it's like, okay, how many of these things could possibly be real in the same world? Like, how does that work? Four. You know, yeah. <laughs> at least four. Um but even like the, okay, the, the cross of Coronado that he gets in, in, in Last Crusade is not powerful. It's not magical in any way. It's just a cross. It's not just a cross. I don't mean it that way. But it is a cross that just is a museum piece. Um, so most of the things in Indiana Jones's world are not magical or spiritual. It's only these right. three items that he's encountered. Let's see. Will said he actually gives a reason here. First, he said it's too bad he wasn't here. Um he says almost everything happens the same way, but now the island becomes a death trap because anyway, yes. Okay. So I did mention that I kind of joked at how it would be kind of like a Jurassic park Island, but with the Ark of the covenant, um, instead families encountering this terrible arc. That's a problem that still, that's not Indy's problem. Like it doesn't, the story still happens regardless. Like, right. But the it, government doesn't get the Ark back. That's the only thing that Indy has a hand in we get to put it in a safe place or warehouse 13, as you so mentioned, um, because of Indiana Jones. If he wasn't there with, with Marion, they wouldn't have brought it back. Okay. That's, so, that's fine. Continue. Okay. Continue. So, no, you're good. Will. that's what don't shut up. We're here. We want up. the chat to say as much as we say in, in as much as we can. We're that's what's supposed to be interactive. So no worries. Um, there were no main Indiana Jones characters because the other two films that kind of cap this film both have Sala and Marcus Brody um, and kind of the, like the museum crowd. This one is literally he's happens to be in China and we don't even know. And we don't even know who the guy that gets killed in the beginning is. Again, another character 
but, that you he know. has a that we don't really know about the history. But they've obviously had a big history. He's like, I go for, I die first, Indy, he says. Like, that's... Uh, I do the adventure first, or right. the unknown mysterious adventure first, yeah. Again, they do that lazy writing thing where it's like, you, you, you bring in a character that you say has, like, a connection to him or some type of longevity, but we don't know what that is. You know, it's just like, we just have to believe that they have this connection, and it's just like, I don't like. Give me a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, Will says it right. P- P- Temple of Doom is a bubblegum or a popcorn movie. It's you know you're. I mean, it's a standalone film. You can you can pluck this out because the first one and the third one like cap each other in a way, and then the middle one is just kind of like there. Right. You know. So. Agreed. Um. What about the minecart sequence? What did you think of that, Lala? That was. I wasn't a fan. I mean, I enjoyed because here's the thing: I've seen so many like minecart things in my life that I know that they got that from like Indiana Jones, obviously. Like I watched this and was like, "Oh, this is what they all referenced when I've seen these other things mm-hmm. be done." And that's right. here's the thing: if I'm gonna take away anything from these Indiana Jones films, thank you for giving me things that I like in other things. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't yes. like it in yours. There. Thank you for giving people the inspiration to be like, I'm gonna copy that and maybe put a little twist on it, but I'm gonna copy it. And and I like it on other stuff. But um, it was, for the time, it was great. 1989, I'm like, for the time, it was great. Um, I do feel like it went on too long. To me, this scene is is the, the Batman equivalent. <laughs> that last hour of Batman. Like, I was like, you could just give me, you could, you, you could just shred like 10, 15 off of this, Andy, and just, and it would still have been an exciting, but it was just like, Lord, how, okay, and then you add water to the, I'm like, what are we doing? Okay. Like, I hate fun. the water part. That's the one thing in that whole sequence that bothers me, mostly because they go over a huge pit of like lava that's way down, like, like hundreds of feet down, and then that amount of water is supposed to not just go down there and like what? Exactly. Yeah, and it, like dry up? Yeah. It's I Minecraft. I was just like, I know, but it, it I don't was, know, man. It, that's the one thing that bugs me. And Minecraft is totally like, Indiana Jones. Look at you thinking about it. Like, man, oh anyway. Yeah, it was just Changed too much life. for me. They could have cut that scene. It was a lot. What about but the again, bridge scene, I, though? The bridge scene is epic. Like, I love the bridge scene at the end. I think that's... Once again, Xena Warrior Princess did it better. I'm just saying. Like, uh, just... But it was still a good scene because I liked, again... <laughs> it was a good scene because, look, look, look. It shows the connection again between... Uh, Indian short round he talked to him in Chinese and then short round was like yo lady like buckle up we about to go for a ride so to, so to see that connection I was like I like that about the scene now do I like that her and short round was just standing there screaming Indy where they could have climbed to the top I'm like what are we do- what are we why y'all just standing here like I didn't understand that but like I said I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that connection they showed a little bit connect- a little more of the connection so yeah no, that's fair. I don't know. I like the moment when you know she asks if he's crazy. He's like, "No, he's nuts." Yeah. I love that subtle, subtle distinction between two identical words, uh, in almost every way. Um, I always also loved how Indy showed more concern for a short round than he ever did for the girl. Oh yeah. Ever. Look at the way yeah. he loaded her on the, the elephant and just like, "Let's go. We're going." Honestly. Go back to to to, to Raiders of Lost Ark. I was like, what is this Twilight? Like, because 
when Edward, whenever Edward tried to like protect Bella, he would like he did a scene where he pushed her and made her bleed even worse than what she was already bleeding. And Andy just kept pushing her, pushing Marion out the way, like, get out of here. Like, right. he, like I was just like, what are we okay? You're so okay. forceful. And and of course, one of my favorite things is the whole camp scene. Oh, that's like, a great scene. Just that is, that playing is off just her classic. fingers. Yes, and everybody tries to repeat it, but that's the thing. Like you say, like uh, Lala, you're saying, like uh, you know, um, what was it? Um, Zena did it better. Um, I don't think there's ever been a film that has used that trope with the camp scene, everything going bad, that has been better than than that scene. And challenge accepted. I will find that scene. Because um, <laughs> like I love that nobody close. notices but her. That's what makes it so great. Yeah, it's kind of close to the whole. Um, what was it? Uh, Land of the Lost with yeah. uh, like, like that was funny, but just the fact that it was like one thing after another for her. I, I that's like always been you, one of my favorites. Like the Will Ferrell one. I don't like him yeah. as, as, as a comedian. So that I will. I'm I with you there. Agree, agree to that. I will say that this scene was way better than I won't. I, I didn't even have a scene Land of the Lost because he was in it. So that's not even a thing. Um, oh, but Danny McBride makes up for it. I oh, yes. Say, <laughs> I will say I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Muncie. I love Danny McBride. Um, I will say though that, that that campfire scene, I liked it because Spielberg liked um the actor that plays Shorty so much that he let him and Indy, he let him and Harrison improvise that scene where it's like, no, you cheated. No, I da, da, da. that was all improvised. So I like that. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah. So Ki Hugh Kwan, I believe, is the way you say his name. They they list him as Jonathan Kwan, like Jonathan Key Kwan, but then they but then the movie put his actual name. You mean like the, the end credits? They, yeah, put yeah. his actual name. I love that they it was like they put his actual name. So I was like, that's cool. So Night Night Ray, thank you for coming by. Thank you for stopping by. Bye. Uh I think we should rate this and we should move right into into Last Crusade uh, so we can give it a nice half an hour. Mr. Marvelite, give me your rating for Temple of Doom or anything else you wanted to say about it. No, I mean, listen, I just, I, I, I know there are problematic things in all of these films, but I love, I just, there's something like, it's funny though, because when I first watched this film, I actually didn't even see the beginning part um, when I was younger. Like I only saw from the plane on. And so, it wasn't until maybe two or three years after loving this film, because of course you, you watch it on television and you don't get to always see it when it premieres. Right. And I remember like, I actually got a TV guide once and was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. And, and then I saw the whole first part and it blew my mind. Like there was a whole big thing. Um, yeah. Muncie, and, Muncie and, did you ever even have flip television? I got to know that. I, I got to know. There was like TV guide. And then there was also the TV television, like, you you had to like wait till it scrolled to the channel that you were on, and if you missed it the first time because somebody caught your attention or you were paying attention to the little preview in the uh, the box, of it, yeah. you had to had like that... sit through that whole thing again. Yep. Yeah, I had that TV, but I didn't have it for long though, so that was nice. But I had that TV. Never had that TV. I'm so jealous. But um, but yeah. So so um so I, I just it's it's my favorite Indiana Jones film of all it. of this the movies. Um, I think it, it's going to be an 8.5 for me. 8.5. 8.5. Lala, what's your rating? Um, this 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 film is better than the first one for me. Uh, Shorty takes the cake for me. If I ever watch this film again, which I won't, 
Um, um, it'll be for it will be for Shorty. It would be for I would just like, but what I can do is go on YouTube and be like, give me all the scenes with Short Round, and I'm pretty sure somebody has made that video. I so, hope. I you hope, sir. I hope that whatever significant other you happen to have in the future has never seen the Indiana Jones trilogy. I hope that for you. Do that to me. <laughs> Just so you might you have might to watch them one the more time. Camels I, I think you should watch these again in 10 years. Just once. One more time in 10 years and then call it good. Even if your okay. significant other's I, like, nah. So anyway. I, I, I'm going to put this out there right now. Oh, and well, look, it says you can see him in everything, every, um, everywhere all at once. Yes, there's that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in that. It was, he was amazing. I thought he was amazing. Um, I was, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put this out there. Because I'm not trying to say we won't be. But... People do drift, things happen, and blah, blah, blah. If me and you are still friends... I'll bring it up. In 10 years, I promise you that I will watch these movies. We should watch Party Them in 10 years if we're still friends and hanging out. I I agree. I agree. That's a 10 years from now... As long as it doesn't do the whole Big Bang Theory where, like, I'm the only guy, like, like Stuart, that's, like, trying to figure out where everybody is. Like, oh, crap. I know, right? No, 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 no. You won't be that. That's Brian. He's never here. No, I'm saying. Um, oh. And by the way, we miss you, Brian, if you're in here. We all. are. We do. Uh, we wish we could hear you talk about the cinematography of these films. I mean, I will say this, though. There were some beautiful scenes. I will say that because Brian's not here. I will say that they are, there are beautiful scenes. Don't get me wrong. Just because I don't like these films does not mean that they didn't have, like, beautiful scenes, beautiful moments. I love their, like, their play with light, like, how they bring um, Indy in with light most of the time. Like, he's literally, like, shrouded in darkness, and then, like, they'll bring him into some kind of light or some kind of, like, light across the eyes, which is, ironically enough, the light across the eyes, they did that in Harry Potter. So I thought that was, like, pretty cool, too. I was like, that's nice. Um, so that's a 50 serial trope again. That's that they go back to even mystery films and like that's that's been done. So I was like, that's pretty. I was like, that's pretty cool. But um, for me, uh, Temple of Doom, even though short round was great, I'm gonna still get this uh, a six. Almost rewatchable. Watch, it's almost shorty. Shorty almost got me there. Shorty sure. almost. But Kate Capshaw was the worst thing about walking in his film. So that. All right. Uh, this is a nine for me, mostly because I don't think it's as good as Raiders, but I still put this trilogy up really high. And again, we can continue to talk about the nuance and the problematic nature, but the, the nostalgia is just too damn strong for me. I can't get over the nostalgia. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, released in 1989, the seemingly last movie in the trilogy until 20 years later. Um, Three years after I was born, this movie came this movie um, picks up two years later uh, after Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we get to see that Indiana Jones um, as a kid, and then we get to see him, um, you know, kind of interacting with his family this time, which is, of course, unique and fun. Uh, this movie also stars Sean Connery, uh, Allison Duty, I had to say her name, uh, John Reese Davies, and so on. Watching the names come up, I was like, Duty. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. So don't worry. I did. I was just like uh, duty. So, you know, Uh, and I'm sure she's gotten that far too much. So this film film, I can't even talk today. This film uh, for me was the one I think I've seen the most times just because this came out when I was 12 and we went and saw this in the theater. We had already seen the other ones on VHS. My family loved this. We, you know, and who, who, who didn't in 89, watch this along with Batman if they were old enough. I watched it. If they were old enough. Um, but you were two. Batman. 
You were two. I watched Batman. When you were two? I saw I Star Wars when I was one, but I don't think I counted. I don't know. I mean, I, like you count. Yeah. My kid watched Jurassic World really young, so. Until I was like five or six. I didn't remember like until I was like five or six. So this time, instead of it being Jewish mythology, now it's Christian mythology, and we're dealing with the cup of Christ, and we are dealing with, again, same old Indiana Jones foes, the Nazis, except this time they're coming to the height of their power. The first film, but with his daddy. That's pretty much what it is. It, uh, I mean, it's not like the exact film, but because no, like really in this like, one, he's needed. Like he he's actually needed in this one. Yeah. It's like the same tropes. You get the Nazis again. You yep. got Christian like you got Christian mythology. You got Christian religion, whatever you want to call it. And the only difference is like you got his daddy in there. It becomes like a Taken, but with Indiana Jones. <laughs> so what did you think of seeing Connery in this film? I mean, did you did you think it was a nice take? You liked seeing him in this. I think Sean Connery is one of one of the, one of the world's greatest actors, and so to get somebody as handsome as Sean Connery to play the father of someone as handsome as Harrison Ford, I don't think they cast him wrong. Um, also, I just love I just love to hear Sean Connery talk. I wish he did book on film or something so I could just hear listen to him talk the entire time. Um, but what I do like is the, the 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 difference between them as as father and son. They both goofy. Don't get me wrong. They both goofy, but. Indy is way more capable in this world than his father is, right? And so, like, his father's a bookworm. The book is, but also, so is Indy. But he's, but he's in this world so much that he he's he's learned to like shoot a gun and and jump over things and like defend himself, throw a punch, these these things. So it was just like it was just amazing to see. Plus, I was like, okay, I get it. They thought this was going to be the last film, so they showed us like his beginnings which I thought was pretty cool that they showed like a young Indy. He's always been like that belongs in a museum. But what I didn't like was that his whole aesthetic is based off of a villain. And I was just like, no, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know if I'd call that guy a villain. Did did he have henchmen? Yes. Did he work for a scummy person? Like, did he sell that thing to a kind of a scuzzy guy? Yes. But really the inspiration to become an actual in the field archaeologist and do what he does with Marcus Brody came from the person who was doing exactly that. Digging, finding the treasure and telling, taking to the museums. That guy was just selling to private collectors. And that's really the only difference, I think. I don't like it. I call him a villain. I don't like it. Antagonist, I would agree with. Okay. Antagonist. I'll, I'll, I'll compromise with you. Antagonist. But it's unlikely he got his whole aesthetic from a guy that he was trying to like, he was trying to like make right by these things. I didn't like that. So I was just like, I think that was just like weird. It was just like, you look up to this guy, you just gonna dress like one. I was like, I was like, because like when I saw the guy, I was like, is that Indy? And then he lifted up and I was like, they, they tricked me. And then the person was like, Indy? It was like, I was mad. I didn't do this to the, to the screen when I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, you tricked me. And, um, and then he was like, Indy, the boy kept saying Indy. And I was like, oh, it's like a back in, back in the past, everything showing like the, the beginnings of like how he don't like snakes. But, but at first he wasn't afraid. But then when you get it's put in the It's just pit, a it, snake, right? I was like, wait a second. And then I was like, when he, when he was in a, a pit full of them, I was like in a box full of them. I was like, I get the fear. Right. I get that that's not Did you like um, how they gave you Harrison Ford's scar? I, I love the scar because when he did the whip and I was like, and that's where the, so I enjoyed that because I felt like, you were wrapping up a series in which you were giving us way more about the character than you ever have in like in the beginning of these things. So like, I love seeing that type of stuff. Um, I also love that they made him like, like I'm not gonna say they made him smarter, 
but they but they um they just showed us how clever he was which i was disappointed like when he walked into the into the whatever that place was and he started he tried to be scottish and it just didn't work out that well but i love the commitment to the character mm-hmm. i was like we didn't get this from him in these other films but again this was this was released in 1989 this is getting close to the 90s type of way of like doing jokes and doing tropes and so i was like i get it but i was like it's not established that his character even does that he's more of a like i'll figure it out when i get there type of thing he's not like a let me plan a little bit ahead of time so like to yeah, see no. that in the third one i was like where did that come from he literally but thought about I, it in the car though because he looked at her outfit and took it from her I was like, but he's never done that before. It's more so just like, I'm going to walk in, look around and be like, oh, hey, then this is what I'm going to do. Like he kind of gets in trouble and figures things out when he's like in trouble. Agreed. But I would argue that happens there and that he always wears masks already because he already wears the professor look, which is like, that's Indiana. That's Henry Jones, if you will, or Dr. Jones. And then he puts on this like ridiculous and he actually has two versions because even in this one, it's like a darker outfit i don't know it, it's like it, Jones is just batman because he got daddy issues and he, he is has batman two, he has two different sides of himself and he always got some woman but he can't seem to hold her and they don't matter 100%. i get what you're saying 100 you what you're saying um but the third one like again i again i like it when it has heart and the third one had heart it had the dynamic of a father and a son um i will say certain characters i didn't need i didn't need marcus because he seemed like he fit he fit in where a woman would have fit in in the way that they write an unnecessary character um but i i enjoy seeing um johnny theory's da- um john reese davis a care uh john reese davis davies character again i like seeing him even though they made him less capable in this film or something like that it's like they regressed his character they chumped him i was like i was like you really how you nerf a guy who in the first one was like he had all the connections. He knew all these things. He and then it was just like he put the dude in the Nazi. Tr- I'm like, what? Well, they and they were out of their I, element, so that's not Salah's land. Like he's in a completely that. different place. I get that, but he just seemed way goofier than I remember him being. And I the was whole movie like, is I'm, a goofier tone. Like the whole movie's well, up is. on that's goofy. It's getting close to the '90s, and I, and it was getting into that other, like that '90s corny of like joke telling and joke doing and things like that. So, like, I again, I'll be giving stuff a pass. I'm just personally, for me, I was just like, I ain't a fan. True. But like I said, I like father son um, 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 connection. I I love that they had that moment where they talked, and he was just like, Yo, you. You, he was like, I was a good father to you. I left you alone. I taught you how to be. He was like, I left you alone. I taught you how to be self-reliant. I ain't, I ain't tell you to eat food. I ain't tell you to go to sleep. Like, what you, what else you want? I'm the, I'm the greatest father ever lived. And he was just like, bro, no, you wasn't. Like, and to me, those are real father-son conversations when you have a father that's very devoted to his job, to what he does. Like, those are, like, real moments. And, again, it had heart, so I like that in it. I still ain't like the movie, but I still, I still. <laughs> Mister Marvelite, like, we haven't heard from you. We haven't heard from you at all. There's a reason why. Uh-oh. I don't like this film. Like I, uh, it's my least favorite of the of the of the series. Um, this is even least my least favorite over, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Crystal Skull. Um, and it's mainly because I don't like Sean Connery and and Harrison Ford's um like chemistry i just i didn't like I it love that. Um, I love the yeah. yeah so i didn't like that 
Um, I, I got tired. I was tired of the Nazi trope back with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I got tired of it again for this one. Um, the River Phoenix was a good part of it. I liked I liked Young Indiana Jones. I thought that was done well. Um, but honestly, I just and especially like and it, this is again like the, the thing like I was talking about the Ark of the Covenant. They like completely represented it differently. And then you've got the you know the the chalice or the uh, uh, the Holy Grail. Um, and it just, it was, it was the Nazis face melting off all over again because the guy drank the cup and died. He and chose of course, poorly. Yeah. He, he chose poorly. I laughed um, so hard. I was like, ain't that a meme? I yelled it out in my reaction. I was like, isn't that a meme? It is. And, and I kept thinking like the knight that was guarding the Holy Grail, I'm like, like they, did they pull him off of Monty Python? Like, did they, did they not? Like, it just like, I just didn't, I, I. It, it didn't it didn't do anything for me this is honestly i enjoyed kingdom of the crystal skull, crystal skull and like i say you know it's a movie I, I i refuse to have said the name for but then realizing last arc just i just i didn't last, like it right? last arc i mean he's just you know whatever to him it's just last it's, it's arc two yeah. you know whatever yeah, it's, it's that thing yeah it's like whatever no the last crusade it, it yeah yeah. Now, okay. Now, again, I was going to say this. So this time, the female lead is a blend between the Karen Allen and the uh, um, Kate Capshaw character. So she's not helpless, right? But she's also right. not the smartest. So like, she's somewhere in the middle. Um, and then, of course, and then of course, she's a Nazi as well, right? And it was weird. Her name is Elsa, and that was like weird because I thought the only time I ever heard the name Elsa was from Frozen, but apparently I'm wrong. Um, I didn't like her character at all. You're not. Supposed it wasn't to. because it was, no, no. I know we're not, but it's just like I didn't. I don't like nothing for no reason. Like, like he don't like. I just feel like he's so smart, but he's stupid. It's just like, it's just like, why are you just? Sleeping with any woman that like weeks. Didn't even listen like, to his dad when he was like, "Don't listen to her. Don't listen to her." He, was like, he couldn't figure out his dad slept with her at that point. I'm like, "Come on, dude." Listen, I was like, "Listen, if you, if whenever I edit this video, I say it so many times. I'll, I go, yup, dad smashed, dad, because she literally was like, I'll do anything for the for the Holy Grail, and mm -hmm. she smashed your father. She smashed you." For the holy grail, but it was just like I was rushing to smash the dog near that he was named after. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like what are what are we doing? But my, my but my biggest thing about that was that he just didn't you didn't trust your father, you trust your member, and I think that was like I just didn't like that. But that's Indiana Jones. It doesn't make sense because you didn't even trust her in the beginning to tell her that you had the book and you did it for a reason, but then you slept with her and left those defenses down. That's so Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's him. That's like, so annoying. That's eighty oh. chauvinism. It is. <laughs> That's misogyny. It's it's the it's the patriarchy. It's all of it, right there. I hated every bit of it. I was like, okay, I get it. You slept with the girl. Did you automatically think you had a connection? I was like, God, you listen. And then not every hero like, has standards. I was like, what? No, no, you don't have to have standards. You can bang whoever you want to bang. That's fine. You do what you want to do. But we are in a stressful situation, and your father literally goes, "She a Nazi," and you're like. What? How? But and the sex was so good. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it seemed so wrong, but it, it felt so right. She's right. a whole I mean, Nazi. I mean, your she dad. thrashed like, her own room. That's how much of a Nazi she is. Like, she thrashed his in her room looking for the book and then acted like, oh, I'm just listening to my record player. Played her music. I was, like, I was like, her music was not that loud. And she didn't hear somebody in her room. I would have think he would have figured that out because he puts other things together pretty quickly. And that he, he, he didn't. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm glad I'm Hannah got the joke. 
Y'all didn't get it. I'm not repeating it. I thought I did a good joke, and Hannah's the only one that got it. Hannah, I love you. That's that's all I'm going to say. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Go back and listen to it during the podcast when it hits iTunes or Spotify. I will do that. (laughs) I'll just re-listen tonight. Let's see. We're at... I'm going to make sure... I'm pretty sure I got the joke. Hour and 40, 38 minutes. I'll have to go back to hour and 38 and check. So, I'm sorry we missed your joke. No, it's okay. Um... What the Indiana Jones dog joke did? No. Oh, okay. No. I thought I mean, maybe maybe that one was so bad it just threw me off from the other one. So I just Hannah, should I repeat the joke because I, I'm? It's up to you because it could be our little secret and then they have to go back and listen. I was like, it's not a secret. I'll decide. rewind soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't going back. I ain't doing it. I ain't going back. We will let that great. joke it was, die. It was back. It was back. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so um. You, you were talking about how how wrong it was that he did he trusted his member and blah 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 and it's like you know, or whatever else and I was like I was like it was it was so wrong but it felt so right. I didn't hear the right. I heard you say. I thought you said right. I thought I did not yeah, hear right. I didn't, I I didn't hear right. Yeah, no, that was that's yeah. great and terrible. Um, yeah, I'm happy I didn't hear that the first time, but I had to hear it another time. So here we go. Well, <laughs> can we talk Honestly. about the the protectors of the of the Grail? Uh, a little bit. These guys that were protecting it even on the outside, but they just kind of threw their oh. bodies at anybody looking for it. Like they were just throwing themselves at anybody trying to kill them. And it seemed to just backfire on them. Like they didn't do a, do a very good job protecting the grail. Biggie loved it, by the way. Biggie loved it. Right. Oh, yeah, he did. He <laughs> loved it. Biggie loved that. So you should feel some pride in that. Biggie loved that. So, yeah. You gotta enunciate that case out. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, will... that right. But no, Honestly, can we talk about the the, the grail protectors? Honestly, I feel like the mummy did it better with the protectors. You know, it's funny because like, yeah. Listen, they were I, like they were like in the background. They were like, let's just scope it out, see what's popping. If if I've been if I've been yeah. stuck somewhere for hundreds of years, I probably would just totally throw myself at something just to get it done with. Like at that point, it's like, do we really want to keep killing these people? Because like, yeah. even even the last guardian, he was he was weary. Yeah, he like, was. He, just, he was like, "Here, you he bested me," and he didn't do here you anything. Go. Whoops! There you go. Here, here no, I didn't mean the brothers. I meant the other dudes with the like. Are you talking about the dudes with the? the yeah, the brothers there? of the of the yeah, cr- cross-form yeah, um, sword, I think, or whatever they said their name was. Yeah, it was just like, dude was like, "I'm here to save my daddy. I don't care about no holy grail, bro." And he's just like, "You trying to kill me?" And I'm just trying to save my daddy. What are we doing? Which is funny because minutes late earlier he was looking for the Grail because he did the stone tablet thing and like he lied, you know, whatever. He's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, I also yeah. when they go to get on the boat when they're escaping the castle, I guess we're just gonna nitpick this movie. So when they're going to get on the the boat um, to escape the castle, and then his dad throws the thing. And he's like, "No, we're not getting on the boat. We're gonna take this motorcycle." Couldn't he have waited just another moment for the boat oh to pull God. away? Right, just a little bit. Let him get out in the river and then drive away. But he just takes off. So can I listen? The first thing I gotta do when I see you, Smitty, is hug you for that comment because I was so annoyed. Because because when he when he like started the boat and it went away, his father was like, "We're not getting in." I was like, "Oh, that's." I was like, I had a moment. I was like, "Okay, that's smart because they're gonna think that." And they just got on the boat, didn't start it up, and he drives away, bro. Yeah, they're still on land, man. They're still on land. This is lazy. 
that's what I mean by lazy writing. One, two, or three. But to say it, lazy. But I think I so to mad. me, there's an aspect in all the movies like this that shows that Indiana Jones is far from perfect. That a lot of, and this is why I have less problems with the newer movie, because a lot of people struggled with even. There's a moment. I'm gonna ruin this a little bit for you, Lala. Not that you care. There's a moment where he's stuck on a 1950s nuclear testing ground. Indiana Jones is. And he ends up having to crawl into a refrigerator in order to protect himself because it's lead-lined and it gets shot in the air. It rolls and he gets out. What people don't like is that that's not Indiana Jones. And I'm like, you're wrong. That is 100% Indiana Jones. He is always lucky to a ridiculous degree more than no, 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 anything that's else. Character. That's one, two, and three. I Because like they will put him in like certain situations. And again, I know that there's like four movies and a fifth one coming or whatever like that. The Raft. But they will they would right, they would put him in certain situations and I was just like, we know he gonna survive because the that's boulder. the point of his character. Right. That's the entire point of his character. Right. Like he like the water in the thing they should have died. Yeah. Okay, that water was rushing. Did you see how CG that mountain was when he was trying to climb it? Oh I'm so my sorry. god. <laughs> that's terrible. Listen. So certain things I let go because I was like these were made like in the eighties and stuff like that, so the, the CG ain't gonna be mm -hmm. that good. Even though I still think it looks great for what for what it is. Even though some stuff I was like, is that? A, I was laughing a couple of times because it was a couple of dolls, like like when um when they were when like the, the the armored thing or whatever and the car was next to him and then they blew it up. You just saw the dial bodies kind of like just flip. I in the up. in the yellow raft when it comes out of the airplane, you can tell they've strapped three dummies to a raft. Yes. And it's just it's, flipping in the air, yeah. right? That's so, like, yeah, you know, but it works. Um, I don't know. For me, he's not quite, like, domino luck, but he's sure up there. Like, he is wildly up there. The guy can... Like, be, he shouldn't be alive. No, he's he shouldn't be alive lucky, Right. But he Honestly, is. Like, like, when he was in the car, um, I think it was... I think it was the first one. I think it was Raiders when he was in the he, he was in the truck and he was driving and then the guy come around on the side and he shoots him. He should have got shot in the face, but he got shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. I was like, how? And not that? not shot, grazed. Grazed exactly. It's like he got. I was just like, how in the world did he get shot in the face? I was like that. As much luck as I have with always falling down, Indiana gets that from me. Like he's he got he has the opposite. Like if Murphy's Law had an opposite law, Indiana Jones lives by that yeah. law. We call it Jones Law. Jones Law. It. I like Jones it. Jones Law. Yeah. Uh, or the domino effect. Ah. No, ah. because it's not oh. Don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just hanging today because that's where I am right now. So no, it's just all though good. I love you. Just though I love you. Now, did you enjoy, because something uh, I think that uh, Darth Man mentioned was that they took Connery, this classic action hero, and they nerfed the living crap out of him, made him a bookworm and made him totally inconsequential but then he was also able to still cause damage with birds with his brains with a pen you know and various things um, I, I liked it i liked it because sean connery is you when you think sean connery you think suave you think james bond you think like who comic collected you think that he can do no wrong in these films and then to have him be the opposite of that one, I think for an actor, I think that was fun for him to play because he didn't have to be in control. He didn't have to be the one that gets it. He didn't have to be that those things. And sometimes it's freedom and being like a little dumb, you know, it's freedom and being like a little goofy, a little, you know. So I, I enjoyed that about his character. And Darth Man said he had a stormtrooper who shot him. Listen, the entire all the movies, I said, I know this is George Lucas because nobody can shoot him. 
he nobody could fight. like they were shooting like 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 machine guns in him and he was just dodging them every two I was just like this is George Lucas to that yeah, point that's though what, that's what Darth just said he said the, the stormtrooper yeah. shot him to that point though stormtroopers are crack shot even though we don't get to see that the reason the characters never get hit is because they are Indiana Jones style heroes they yeah, don't they, they, they have luck on their side that's what sure. most heroes have if you think of them as role-playing characters, their stats are level 20. Like, they, they can roll all day long. They could roll threes and still succeed because their stats are so high that it, you can't hurt them. That's what being that a hero such, is. That's such a nerd metaphor, and I dig it so hard. That was so great, um, by the way. It's the way I've always looked at movies. I've always broken down role-playing in movies because, to me, yeah, dexterity at 20. Um they just, even though they seem human, their stats are stacked and there's nothing yeah. they can do to prevent that. And you just have to accept that. That's why you accept that Iron Man was smart enough to prevent his brain from liquefying just due to G forces in his suit, because there's I mean, nothing to so prevent smart. that. He's so smart. You know, you would think that that's what he would do. You right. Know, so we have to, we have to make that leap. So we do with his knowledge, what Indy has with his dexterity and his abilities, I think. We, uh, Joker, we are talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We are on our last film. We're on the last, last crusade. <laughs> I cannot. Um, can, I, can, I, can I break the, the, the topic for a second? Sure. Just because of I, course I, you can. Um, one of our real study guests that we have had on the show in the past, Cat Lady JJ, um, has been banned from TikTok. And what? we're going to have to gather together like we did for Professor Kev to get her back. No and problem. I just... Yeah. No so she doesn't know what to do. She's a little bit in shock. Um, this like happened within like the last hour or so. While we've been on the show. Um, yeah. So I just okay. I just was pulling through on Instagram. If you follow her, there's going to be some emails that we're probably going to want you to send to TikTok to get her unbanned. Yes. And we'll go from so, there. Yep, yeah, yep. we definitely have to do that because that that's so she just been getting people who don't like what she has to say, and it's just been reporting her pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's 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 whatever. That's I mean, she's not, she never makes controversial po- content. She's just honest. No, she does. She just talk, like tell her we got our back. Tell her we'll make yeah, this right. We will definitely yeah. help. Yeah. Um, I was worried you were going to say something far worse with the tone you had. No, it's still too. terrible. Oh, but I was worried God. that you were going to tell us somebody had died. So just be aware. Right, of that. Listen, yeah. I realized that after I started saying what I said, and yeah. I, I felt he bad. Said so. He was like a long time friend of the pod. I was like, you not telling me this yeah. shit. I was- I was like, yeah, is Mike okay? That. What's going on with comic concierge? What's going on? What did you do to my people? Yeah. Um, that said, um, we will definitely help with that. We should probably rate these films or this film and then the series. And then I don't think we'll ever do the kingdom of the crystal skull and don't anybody redeem it. Just leave it. Just let it, just let it. Okay. No, no, just let even it be. If you you lose your points because we could deny <laughs> that's reviews. true i don't think we want to review it just because we wouldn't have another indiana jones film to put it against and it wouldn't work um and two four films would have been too many although i guess yeah maybe when five comes out we'll review them together or something uh if yeah if um yeah indiana jones yeah it is a lot of tro- like a lot of memes now like when you watch it you're like oh yeah that's a that's a meme Does he say indiana Five is just him on an adventure to retrieve the golden uh, plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Man says ten out of ten, perfect film. Love this film. I can watch this film solo. Honestly, yeah, he's a big he's a big Sean Connery fan. So that Indiana Jones solo. To me, every Indiana Jones film 
seems like a solo, like a standalone film. It could be, it could stand by itself. They're supposed to. So, like, that's how films yeah. were made then. They wanted them to be standalone because they didn't have this, like, multiverse yeah. stuff that... Even you know. though you have characters that cross between the first and the second, I mean, first and the third one, it's still, it's like, the, you still get introduced to them in a way that you wouldn't... It's like, oh, okay, they knew each other, so it's fine. Like, you know, you wouldn't know that they were in the first film. Or right. something like that. So. Right. For me, this is going to be an eight. I actually think they get worse as they go, too. I actually like Temple more than a lot of people, um, which is weird. But it's mostly that there's not a lot of new ground. It's a lot of similar jokes. You're not going to do it. Uh, the John Wick conversation? What? Oh, you mean when I can thrash on John Wick 3 terribly because it has zero plot. Um, but it does. It has zero plot? I know. I agree. Um, oh, it, it does. <laughs> it does have plot. It does have plot. It's connected. This all happens within like a week or something oh, like no, that. Oh no! Somebody's gonna just get the trilogy on the table. I can tell. Um, Can't wait. I don't think I could watch those three movies again. I like the first one a lot. I think it's that's a, like a solid flick. But after that, anyway, we're we're talking about Indiana Jones right now, Mr. Marvelite, Last Crusade. How badly do you hate this movie? Five. Wow. I really have nothing to say about it. I just and it's and again, it's not. It's not. It's not the film's fault. It's just it didn't work for me. Um, just I think it would work for a lot of people. Just did not do it for me. I don't like Sean Connery's interaction. In fact, this movie turned me off on Sean Connery for a good long while, and it wasn't until um, I watched The Rock with Nicolas Cage, which is really sorry. I, I feel bad. That's the reason why. But that's what turned me back on to watching anything with Sean Connery. You know what, Mr. Marmalade? Fight me. I don't want to. Okay, I mean that's fine. That's your choice. <laughs> why? Why would he want to fight you? Because Sean Connery is a gym. No matter what he does, what is wrong with you? Have you seen *Leave Extraordinary seen, Gentlemen*? Just, no, I'm. Yes. Yeah. I have. He was magnificent. Have you seen that *Rising Sun*? Even and even he knew at that point it was over. But like, I, I, I just yeah. It, it's not the I film's fault. It's not even Sean Connery's fault. It's just, no, 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 I, I didn't like the chemistry. I didn't like the fact that he was named after a dog. I didn't like the idea that uh, just the fact that you were like, named the dog. I love it, that. It, I love it's, that. The, it's the same. It's it, maybe he it started him. with this, but I he hate the trope him. of the successful son. Who's always being reminded of how pathetic he was as a kid by his father, who obviously doesn't have any approval. And then and finally at the end, we get that. Oh, I'm proud of you. And it's it just it, the, I don't think that's I, what that was. That's so. my life, so that trope doesn't bother me. <laughs> I spent my whole I life looking for, growing up. Yeah. So just, no, I spent my whole life looking for my father's approval, and when I was an adult, he told me he was proud of me. So I gotta go with that trope. I don't know though, because I didn't I just think his father was just like I don't think his father looked at him as a disappointment. I think he just didn't look at him. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's a fair I point. Because I didn't I didn't feel like he was just like, oh, how dare... Like, he, he killed a man in front of him, and he was like, do you know what you just did? Like, he doesn't know who his son actually is. I can't believe what you just did. And what he does. But I that makes it even worse, because that. that's also the same thing, the reason why I hate Honey... Well, I, I, why I dislike a major portion of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because Rick Moranis no, is completely oblivious as a father and no, treats his children that. badly. Like, it's, it's, it's that... Maybe it's because I didn't have a dad and I had an expectation of what fathers were like. Um and no, yeah, no, no, I just not, it bothered me. I'm not justifying his character like he's a he's a great guy. He just didn't pay attention to his son. That's still bad. I'm just saying I didn't see it as him being like you're you're terrible. You're bad at what you do. He just didn't know him enough to even have that assessment. 
but then you almost lost him and now you're like i'm just i'm just saying the film would have been so much better if they would have just stuck with river phoenix for the whole film no i'm good and we would have had just young indiana jones Real quick. that whole film like yeah. on that note did you know that sean connery was only 12 years older than harrison ford um <laughs> so them being father son is a little ridiculous but that's okay no very much so but you know you know, let's let's Sean face Connery, it. Sean got Sean Connery, I looked it up. I think Sean Connery at that time was like fifty nine or something. Yeah, but that means and that I was like, Harrison I was, was like, in his fifties or was in his no, late forties. But I was like, I was like, I think he was fifty nine, and I was like, but he could do this, but they not letting women pass a certain whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whatever, like, whatever. Um, did you want to give your rating, Smitty? Oh yeah, uh, no, I did eight. I said eight. Oh, you said eight. Oh, I yeah, ten, ten, nine, ten, nine, eight. Is the way I rate them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like I said, I like Sean Connery. Sean Connery is the only reason I'm giving it this number. Um, I'm going to give it a six. And that's only because I like the dynamic between the father and the son. Because it felt very real to me. It felt like a real father-son. I've seen, I know people who has issues like that with their father. I've seen these things. I've had conversations with friends. And it just seemed very real. I love that Sean Connery played against type. And I, I enjoy these type of things. I give it a six, but I, like I said, I'll never watch these again. Never. Again, I wish upon you a significant other that has never seen these films. Um, so, <laughs> I, and the moment I see you, I'm going to hug you because you felt the same way about that about that about that bike ride as I did, <sighs> and then I'm going to murder you. That's fair. That's fair. Hug and then murder. A totally normal comp. You know, it's like that's how things go. So we are going to raid tonight. Uh, we are going to raid uh, one of our common uh, folks that we always raid, and that's the Raven Armed. But the Raven Armed um, is a you know a, seems to be a fan and has uh, in invited us every time we've come in there to at least say hi and be nice. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, mm -hmm. That said, we did get Marvelites. He said five, right? Didn't like this one. Yes. Okay. Five. Just want to make sure. And I think we got everybody else's uh, in the chat as we went. I don't know if anybody said this one, but uh oh. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. I had a feeling that was going to happen. So we will be doing the John Wick trilogy soon. This will not be next week. Next week we do have a guest. Um, uh, Sinjin uh, will be on our show next week. He's one of uh, many TikTok movie talkers. And uh, he is a film student and just graduated from film school. And will want to come on and talk about what might be next in his career, as well as talking about movies. So say why? Once he said it was worth it. <laughs> Oh no, totally. Uh, that said, uh, wait, I have some points. Maybe I should redeem Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, so you still have some redemption redemptions outstanding. So we'll have to wait till we oh, get yeah. through those first. Um, oh, good way of telling me to stop. No, no, you have Howard the Duck still, and then um, I, I know I that I want to rescind that one now. <laughs> I know that we have now that you watch it. Uh, we still have War Games that was uh, done, and then we still have yes. uh, Smoke and Aces. So we might have like a hodgepodge night um, where it's just kind of whatever we got. But I would love a hodgepodge night. That'd be fun. Hodgepodge nights can be fun rather than like all themed, you know, with one guy yeah. at the at the helm of everything. The um, feature. But those are nice too, though. Like, honestly, I do like like when we do like director-centric things. I like when we do theme things, but I also yeah. love them when we're just like, let's pick from a hat, three movies. I like that too. Well, that's why the guests are always kind of fun because they'll pick a movie and then we got to kind of figure out like what works, what doesn't work. That said, we hope you guys have a great evening. This has been The Real Study, and we will be back next week. Hope you guys have a great evening. We are rating. Have a good night.